0: Welcome to the news and why it matters. I am Sarah Gonzalez, joined by Glenn Beck, Stuber here, and Andrew Heaton from Something's Off with Andrew Heaton. Thanks for being here. Thank you. Uh, Glenn, what's the top story for you?
1: Uh, I just, I think I have to go with the apology and the learning curve of members of Congress. Very steep learning curve. All right. I, too, am
2: very interested in the continuing education of Ilana Amar.
0: All right. Andrew.
2: I, I think we're beginning to see a new religion percolate in America, and it scares me. I'm going to talk about that. Mm.
0: You're scared of something? A little bit. Really? Because yeah. usually with if, you, it's like if, rainbows if, if, and puppies. Actually,
2: if not scared, I am. I'm just I find it distasteful.
0: Huh. All right, lot to get into. Before we do that, I want to thank our sponsor, American Financing.
2: American Financing
1: is a company that uh, came to me before the crash of 2008. Uh, and I would not accept them as a sponsor because I didn't believe in anybody. It was actually 2007 that they came to me before the crash, and I said, I'll talk to you after the crash because I don't believe in any of you guys. You're all doing the same thing. And they said, no, 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 we're a home-run place. We're a family-owned business. Uh, We just do things right, and that's why we got so big. But we don't play the games at the other banks. We agree with you. We're fans of you. And I said, call me after the crash. At the time, nobody believed there was a crash coming. They did. Um, and uh, they called me right after the crash and said, "Our clients are good. We didn't have all the problems because we don't do those kinds of loans. What they do is they actually listen to you. They're not trying to jam you into some sort of j- loan where the bank is giving them you know, an extra, uh, you know, an extra bonus for selling that, that loan. They try to find the one that's right for you. You can trust these people to work hard, to call them up, pre-approved. I think it's within 10 minutes. Uh, and um, and they'll give you all the options. And if you don't like them, go someplace else that, you know, is not necessarily working for you, but, uh, <laughs> you know, good luck with that. <laughs>
0: you can go to AmericanFinancing.net, or you can call 800-906-2440. Glenn, members of Congress apologize.
1: Well, yesterday, uh, Congresswoman Omar was... Uh, was very apologetic, as we, we've uh,
0: discussed. Unequivocally. So.
1: Yes. Uh, she, do we happen to have her? I believe we have her tweet. Here it is. Anti-Semitism is real. And I, now, so in case you don't know what she said, she said, you know, the problem is APAC. I mean, APAC is just funneling money like crazy in and getting everybody to buy into Israel. Uh-huh anti all about the Benjamins, you know. Yes. Yeah, it's all about the Benjamins. A- Anti-Semitism is real, and I'm grateful for Jewish allies and colleagues who are educating me on the painful history of anti-Semitic tropes. My intention is never to offend my constituents or Jewish Americans as a whole. We have always been willing to step back and think through criticism, just as I expect to hear me when others attack me for my identity. This is why I unequivocally apologize. Okay, stop. Don't read anymore, because it gets funny. <laughs> um, okay, so shes we're expected to believe that she is a devout Muslim who is on the radical side, uh, you know, leans that direction. She's been around it her whole life, and she's never heard a Jewish trope like that Jews control the world with money. Imagine her surprise. Imagine <laughs> her surprise. So she's never heard that. Mm-hmm. Then she throws in, I'm a victim too, mm-hmm. okay? But then she goes on after she says unequivocally, but at the same time, I reaffirm the problematic role of lobbyists in our politics, whether it be AIPAC or anything else. Well, first of all, uh, NRA and the fossil fuel industry and, and big pharmaceutical, it's tens, tens of millions of dollars. AIPAC is $3 million. So you, they're not even in the same category by any stretch of the imagination.
0: Three million, that's not a big influencer.
1: No, it's it's really not. Now, does AIPAC and the Jewish lobby have uh, uh, some clout? Yes, because there have been traditionally a lot of Democrats who were Christians and a lot of Republicans who were Christians who believe in the state of uh, is Israel. It hasn't been a hard sell. Yeah. It is now with the Democratic Party. But she is learning some new things and and boy, I I can't imagine how she missed all of that. But then again, I look at myself now. Judge me if you want, but I'm a victim here too. Mm. Um, yep. Yes, from people who say things. And well, let me give you an example. Okay. New family just moved into my uh, my apartment you know, complex. Yes, <laughs> my uh, my neighborhood and. You know, we have a lot of Christians in my neighborhood. It's a nice neighborhood. And so we wanted to do something fun. So we wanted to welcome this new family. Now, they happen to be black, but we're Christians, and we wanted them to know that. So I got all the kids and everybody, and we made a giant cross, and I put it in front of their yard. (laughs) That was at night. I wanted them to see it, so we lit it on fire. (laughs) And I was safety conscious. I had all of us, we dressed in these white, just sheets. Um, and that was just so cars could see us at night, right? Mm-hmm. But these Good guys thinking, by the way. These guys get all upset. Oh, you're a Klan member. You're a racist. Blah blah blah. I had no idea in the South about these these Black Klan tropes. I, I've right. never even heard of that. Um, now, I, I so I I reject that unequivocally, unequivocally. Mm-hmm. But I do want you to know. The blacks are moving into white neighborhoods. <laughs> I mean, good God, how do you do that with a straight face?
3: She does need an, an extra dash of un in her recipe for unequivocal. Yes. Uh, just a little bit more. Uh, that, it's it's amazing. And, uh, you know, to see, uh, this has been an ongoing thing with her. In fact, the uh, ADL came out and... and, and hit her pretty hard, which was came before this apology. The ADL has a way of making people apologize. They're pretty good at this. Uh, they do Only it Only because
1: time. the Jews control it. There
3: everything. you go. I forgot about that already. Yeah. See, I'm forgetting these yeah. tropes. I learned that from David Duke. Uh, yes, yes. David Duke, who is supporting Omar, yeah. by the way. Yeah. Uh, ADL says, unfortunately, making insensitive statements towards the Jewish community is not new for Representative Omar. These tweets are a part of a disturbing pattern of behavior that must end. The Congresswoman needs to understand that these comments promote dangerous stereotypes and are hurtful to Jewish constituents and Jewish Americans throughout the country. Uh, So, you know, this is a it was a big statement that they actually did move a little bit on it. They were talking about her maybe losing her committee assignments and stuff. Um, that has not happened as of yet. Of course um, not. Of, of course you not.
1: got Keith Ellison who's running the
3: party. Yeah. Well. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's Steve King lost his That's, his uh, committee assignments pretty quickly. It would be nice to quickly. see some
0: consistency. I,
3: yeah. I mean, I, I do. I will say, like, there is a danger at some level, and I don't think Omar is a great example of this. But there is. Israel should be able to be criticized, right? Like, you no, should be able to criticize the, the influence of any group in politics and, and any any way that you want. The, the patterns are are not are not positive, though, with Omar. She in the past has, has tweeted that Israel has uh, hypnotized the world. Uh, she has done, she's had multiple uh, moments like this. She, she thought it was a hilarious uh, thing on TV where she was talking about terrorism. Do we have this clip? Here we do. Uh, this is uh, Omar from uh, a couple years ago.
0: A, a product of this sensationalized uh, media you know, you, you have these sound bites and you have these words and, and everybody says it with yeah. such an in, you yeah. know intensity. And so it must mean, it must hold yeah, a bigger it, meaning. It
3: sounds strange you know, and weird. And, so. um,
0: I remember um, when I was in college, I took uh, a terrorism class. And Is that a such thing? Yeah, there was. So you there go,
3: was, a, there is a lab for that?
0: There was a, there was a class that you.
3: <laughs> do you go to a lab? Eh? No, <laughs> go we learned the ideology. I'm of, glad um, you do that. <laughs>
0: And so it was. It was the the thing that was interesting in the class was every time the 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 professor said Al Qaeda, he sort of like his shoulders yeah. went up and you know. Yeah, was he's sort in of command like, here. Al Qaeda, you know, hospital. He's an up. expert. And it, <laughs> <laughs> and it was you know What's as, it, as what we not area? we, we are does not he his name.
2: Mm. Yeah, we should we should probably shut up now. We, uh, <laughs> just out of curiosity, what did she go to a college in the States or is this referencing actual cause No if here in the United States. She, if she went to like Michigan State and there was a class on terrorism, like I could that, that, but if like it, she wasn't actually being taught terrorist tactics. No, but that's no, what his no, joke no, that's, was. was joking. Did
1: they have a lab on that? Do you go out on field trips <laughs> yeah.
3: and blow things up? <laughs> that's so funny. Americans laugh about that so hard. I think her point seemed seemingly, seemingly there was she she was mocking the professor for taking that so seriously, right? Like he said, you know, oh, he's oh, I'm, scared. oh I'm, scared. I'm scared of us. You know, and it's like, well, those things are kind of scary. Yeah. It's definitely a different, like, I mean, she can say whatever she wants, and if the people want to elect her, they can elect her, uh, which they did. Um, but uh, the idea that uh, this is going to be something that's going to be, that's becoming... Especially with this freshman class, continually mainstreamed. I mean, uh, the, these things have come out of Tulay's uh, mouth. Uh, mm-hmm. Several things just like this. I mean, she's she, she, she was partying for- with terrorists. Like a guy who's legitimately praising terrorists uh, had him uh, had her him there for a fundraiser. Uh, you also have uh, ocasio Cortez, who's gone down these roads a little, or at least close to these roads a little bit too much. It's not something I, I think is a, is a good sign. Uh, for the Democratic Party, or for America. Because, I mean, as much as I don't agree with Democrats, I don't want one of the two parties being anti-Israel or being anti-Semitic. I mean, that's not a good development. Anti-anything. And the fact that this is being embraced more and more is is a problem. It is.
1: It is the canary in the coal mine. I've said that for 20 years. Jews, under persecution, anti-Semitism. That's the socialism canary in the coal mine. It's the first sign. It starts usually with... You know, those bankers. Those bankers. And, you know, they control the media. And it just spirals out of control from there.
3: Yeah. I mean, look, the Democrats, I think, for a long time, you know, people, you think of someone like Chuck Schumer, who, Schumer, I, could, I can't think of anything, really, that I agree with him policy-wise. But, I mean, he's a guy who legitimately cares about Israel and, is, and and does not want to see these sorts of things happen. There's a lot of Democrats who are still like that, but they're aging out a little. <laughs> like, they all seem to be sort of the top of the age scale uh, and I think that that that's problematic. And you see this going on with um, you know, CNN ran a segment uh, today where they talked about Omar's comments. And they said, and by the way, we should also point out that uh, Republicans have said uh, things bad about Mike, uh, Michael Bloomberg and, and George Soros. And uh, yeah, it's basically the same thing. In
2: the New York Times where it was not the same. Yeah, calling not the out uh, 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 whoever the, the current
3: majority, majority McCarthy, McCarthy. McCarthy yeah, was was like, ah, but he also said stuff about Steyer. Like, it's like, well, like, yeah, but OK, do you first of all understand the difference between naming three individual people who happen to be Jewish as opposed to saying Jews are doing something bad? When you, when you group, the, the Jews, an individual Jew can do things that are bad. They do it all the time, just like every other group of people. You just don't want to be... Christians don't. Yeah, for individual Christians, <laughs> obviously. Or
2: Laplanders.
1: Or Shout
3: La- out to Sweden. Right. Yeah, no, thank you for what? Right. a huge, right. huge Lapl- audience over there. Laplanders. <laughs> Point is though you, you don't generalize. Paid an for life. somebody is like, is like IKEA. It's going, all about the Benjamins. My Throw my the Benjamins comments I'm in.
2: Uh, so can, can I ask for a, uh, just a couple of clarifications? So like if, if someone criticizes APAC, that's okay. It's the manner in which she did it, or or this is kind of a historic dog whistling type yeah, thing. That a, she's it's doing? a historic. She's got a pattern.
1: Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. She has a pattern of being against uh, Israel. I mean, comments like you know Jews and Israel hypnotize you know the Americans. Um, I have no problem with what she said about money um, being an influence. I agree. It's progressives that, that really made that into an art form. Uh, but, you know, whatever. Um, you know, I don't like money in the system either. But she has a pattern of this. Uh, and, uh, and so does the Democratic Party. They are becoming very anti Semitic, and it will only
3: get worse as they become more Marxist. I point out, too, that APAC was her fallback position. She actually, her first comment was just, it's about money. Jews getting influence is about money. Then it was like, oh, what I meant was APAC. Even that, which was already, I think, a little bit of a, a problem considering her history, was a fallback position.
2: I, I do think you're right that it's probably going to exacerbate because if, you're, if your worldview is predicated on there's always an oppressor and always a victim, mm-hmm. that's going to create some interesting models where if you're looking at Israel and you're going, oh, well, that group right now, okay, well, then that's the oppressor. So. You don't even have to look at it that way. You look at it as collective salvation. Look, the United, States, the United States of
1: America was built on the idea of the individual. It goes against everything we are to talk about collectives. To talk about people as only a Republican or only a Democrat, only a Jew, only a Muslim, that's not who we are. You're a component of your demographic group. Correct. We are individuals, and we have lost that all around. And if we don't regain that, we will land in Marxism uh, or some sort of totalitarianist system because the Constitution stands for the individual.
0: All right, uh, when we come back, we're going to hear what's troubling Andrew Heaton.
1: Oh, I think I can guess. I
2: just don't think they exist. I think the whole thing's a hoax.
0: Before we get back into the conversation. I want to thank our sponsor, Relief Factor. Uh, we here at the Blaze are we're very thankful for Relief Factor because uh, it actually makes Glenn tolerable to work with.
3: Thank you, which mm-hmm. is a really
0: big deal. Yeah,
3: more tolerable. I wouldn't say tolerable. Okay. That's a great point. All right, this
0: ish. is tolerable. Palatable. Ish. Okay, this there is going go. in the wrong good. direction.
1: This is about a client. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, but seriously, uh, Relief Factor. So uh, probably what a hundred million of you are in just constant pain all the time, and you don't realize that you don't have to be in constant pain all the time. Uh, maybe you've tried pharmaceutical products, uh, and I mean like Stu, he just likes to bathe himself in big pharmaceutical products. I tried. I tried <laughs> the
1: two hundred below thing. Have you guys heard about that? No. What is that? Oh yeah. Oh, you go to these freezing places and oh, it's right, two hundred oh, degrees below so cryogenic. zero.
0: Cryogenic.
2: Cryogenic freezing. Yeah. Is that, I, I don't understand how that doesn't kill you. I mean, it clearly doesn't, but. <laughs> What do
0: you think? Okay,
2: I, I don't know. Uh,
1: I don't know. But uh, I even tried that. I mean, I tried everything. Everything. Yep. Nothing works. And
0: I I did, too, for that matter. Uh, I have some herniated disc from a car accident. And so it's worked for a bunch of us at the studio. It can work for you. It actually works for... Like 70% of the people who buy their three-week quick start pack that they have go on to continue ordering more. It's working for the majority of people. So if you're in pain and you want a way out, it's life-changing. Go to relieffactor.com right now. Get that three-week quick start pack for $19.95. $20 and you can be out of pain. relieffactor.com. Andrew, what's going on? What's wrong Here, usually what's you're just so you're so I, you know, uppity
2: I, I, I saw <laughs> I saw something uh, that, that just kind of alarmed me and it's part of a trend that, that I, I, I see happening. I think it's already been around for a while, but it's it's coming out more and more. Can we throw up the picture the night that I found? Um, so this is President Obama he's with his uh, his portraiture that's now at the National Portrait Gallery, and instantly, nothing I say is really specific to any one president. This could be anybody else. But the thing that struck me in the article I was reading, um, it was talking about this portrait. it begins with Someone drawing a painting of a person kneeling in prayer in front of that portrait because a security guard uh, that was there after it was unveiled watched an old lady come and kneel in prayer in front of this portrait. And some of the other language in the article I read described this as a kind of secular pilgrimage site. And in fact, um, the National Portrait Gallery has tripled the amount of people coming in since they've put in uh, the Obama portraiture. Um, Wait.
1: Okay wait a minute. are we sure that that's what was happening? The lady might have been praying for him
2: I don't know I, I don't might I, have been praying. I, I don't think she was praying to him. Right, but the the thing that I'm getting at is that there was a kind of emotional link between spirituality, religion, and and a political leader, and that's the thing that I find very disturbing. Mm-hmm. Um, and when has that ever gone wrong? When has that ever gone wrong? <laughs> right. And I and I you can you can I mean I think within our lifetime something that's still happening. Is you can look at like North Korea or you can look at China where they still have these giant Maoist portraiture. Where and and I've I've you guys have probably been to Beijing. I've been there, and they literally. Like, like, the Chinese will, will, will kneel and put flowers at the, at the grave of Mao and that kind of thing. I mean, he is a religious figure. Uh, I am very disturbed that I, I think that's happening and, and has kind of happened a while back in America. But I think it's happening more and more. Um, you never
1: saw that with Ronald Reagan. You, you don't see that with George Washington. I mean, I'm the biggest George Washington zealot. Well,
2: they, do, they do have the apotheosis of George Washington in the Capitol. And
1: you, what happened? What happened? You know where that was supposed to be? Uh, I don't know. Okay. That was made for the rotunda of the Capitol.
2: Right, yeah. If you, if you go was, into the
1: rotunda, you look up, it's called the Apotheosis of oh, Washington. Okay, I thought you yeah. meant the sculpture. No. Because there is know. a sculpture. That all was done at a time period, and um, when, that was, when that was put in, the sculpture was supposed to sit here, and it's him looking like a Greek god, right. kind of like this. Um, and the Congress and the American people were so turned off by that, it was never put on public display until mm. very recently, because now it's kind of an interesting story, right. et cetera, et cetera. But we have
2: always shunned that. So, it, they were going to bury him there as well. That was the plan. Yeah, and right. uh, I think Washington was, was literally over my dead body, like yeah, you know, yeah, like yeah. blasted out of a cannon before you do oh, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. which I think is a very healthy attitude. And the, the concern that I have is I, I already don't like the power and prestige that the presidency commands merely on a secular level. I think that we've gone too far, and that bothers me. What I'm beginning to see now is I think that your politics is becoming more important to people tribally than your religion is. Mm-hmm. And as, as someone who's not terribly religious, what I kind of see happening is religion is it's shrinking in, in America. People aren't becoming any less religious. What they're doing is they're just latching on to political parties to this fill that void. Yeah, Nietzsche,
1: this kind of secular. When everybody translates Nietzsche as God is dead, let's celebrate. That's not what he said. God is dead. We have now killed him. But people are not going to um, get away from religion. They'll replace it with something else. Be very careful. What are we going to replace God with? And it was really a warning to the German people. And did they listen? No. Yeah. No, they went just crazy. It's, we have a, a documentary series that we've been working on for, I don't even know, a year. Um, that hopefully will come out this year. It's it's on uh, the Nazis and their religious views. Mm. And you can see it. It starts way before the Nazis. It starts in the late 1800s. And when God is killed in their society, they start to become very tribalistic. They start to um, reach out and, and start to get back into legend and folklore and all of these different things. And the more screwed up their society becomes, the easier it is for somebody at the top to take all those traditions, all of those things, and just roll them into a nice little ball and then put it in him and you have Adolf Hitler. And uh, it it is, you can watch it happening here, and you're exactly right. Yeah, I'm uh,
3: really glad you brought that up because I think it's a huge problem. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think it's on both sides. It's a totally bipartisan issue. I mean, you see this in, you know, uh, there's a documentary about North Korea where doctors went across the border into North Korea and helped Mm -hmm. uh, cure uh, cataracts, these basic surgeries that every other country on earth had. And when people finally got these surgeries and they were all of a sudden they could see again for the first time in months, the first thing they did was walk up and thank not the doctors, not the people who were not not, they would not get mad at Kim Jong Il at the time. For preventing these doctors from being there the whole time, instead they went up and thanked the p- the picture of Kim Jong Un. Yeah. They prayed to the picture yeah. and thanked the picture. Turkmenistan, the same you know, the same situation to build a national identity. They put statues of of Turkmenbashi all over the country to try to show that oh well this 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 th- we now have an identity, When your country identifies with so- one person, and we do it way too much here with the president of the United States already, and it's getting much much worse. Uh, it's happened. The last two presidents in particular, I think it's really escalated, mm-hmm. uh, where this is just like, uh, it's like our national image, rather than we're a bunch of individuals and this guy has some role. This is, this is role. the father of the nation, yeah. the yeah, seer exactly. of seers, and the spiritual leader, which also,
2: Ugh. I am never going to take my spiritual or moral cues from politicians. No. That is the dumbest thing you could possibly <laughs> so, do.
1: You know, the, the interesting thing is, um, the progressives and, um, and Marxists um, are... St- worshiping, um, and, and so are, you know, real diehard Republicans are also worshiping at the altar of the president. Um, but what's frightening is if you look at the doctrine, it, it is the same. You have the doctrine of, um, of uh, what do you call it? Original sin. The doctrine of original sin is you're white. Mm. You are responsible for all of the things You've inherited that, the guilt. You've inherited the guilt. And only until you pass through
2: our rituals can we cleanse you of that original sin. Which has a terrible, if you get back into the Middle Ages, I remember being in high school and reading the, the awful pogroms and stuff they would do with the Jews, to go back to that. Oh, yeah. And yeah. one of the major uh, factors in it was, well, they killed Jesus. The, the people today alive, are they have inherited the guilt mm-hmm. of the forefathers who killed Christ. So it's perfectly fine to persecute them. They deserve it. And I remember reading that going, that's insane. Mm-hmm. They weren't around for that. Like, these are, you know, like 15th century Jews living in Serbia. That's what? American
1: thinking, and that thinking is being lost.
0: Yeah. All right, back in a minute.
1: That's that, you know how it was lost. I bring in all of the German. uh, We were
0: talking about uh, Ileana Omar earlier. Did you guys see what Tamika Mallory tweeted out about her? No. Uh, In defense of her, she said, I can't sit back silently as a black woman and watch the attacks on uh, Representative Omar. I am sick and tired of watching black and brown women be used as scapegoats for white nationalism. Enough is a damn enough. We must all speak up and speak out.
3: So now she's got uh, Linda Sarsour. Sarsour. This is quite a group uh, of backers. And David Duke. Uh, David Duke. David Duke. Wow, she's doing well.
0: Yeah. Uh, Sometimes
3: you want your friends to shut up.
1: (laughs) I I mean, I laugh when I saw saw that, uh, um, uh, who was it, uh, Linda Sarsour that came out last night running her defense. I just, I I mean, I was like, that was like Christmas. That was like, are you (laughs) kidding me? I can't wait to get on the air and talk about that. That's hysterical. Yeah. You know? She's running to your fence, defense, beep, 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 beep. Hey, Linda, sit this one
3: out, will you? Can you, not, can you not say anything <laughs> in my defense? It's interesting, too, that David Duke is, uh, he, he's loving the Democrats these days. Uh, I mean, Tulsi Gabbard is like his presidential candidate. Uh, she loves uh, really? Assad. Because he's, he's a big Assad fan.
2: Is, is, is his foreign policy, is he super non-interventionist? Toronto, yes, he really is.
3: Now? He is pretty non-interventionist and, and, and likes anti-Jet. Russia and likes Syria and likes that sort of wing of things. Uh, also, you know, Gabbard uh, had some, some, some past issues with the gays, mm-hmm. uh, as they would say. Uh, and uh, Dave seems to like that, as well. Uh, so it, well and, then, and then also, like, if I were wanting people to be super racial,
2: I'd want them to talk about it constantly. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I think that's part of it as well, is yeah. um, uh, folks like us are necessarily going, think about your color, think about your color, think about all, all your time. But if you're yeah. doing that, then check your privilege at the door, even. Mm-hmm.
0: All right, we'll see you guys in overtime.
3: Up next, enjoy bonus overtime content from the News and Why It Matters, available exclusively for podcast listeners and Blaze TV subscribers. Not a subscriber? Start your free trial at blazetv.com.
0: Uh, Stu's yes. favorite presidential candidate so far, Kamala Harris.
3: I did not. I would I'd say she She's is your the favorite. favorite. I did not. Not my favorite.
0: No, I she's, thought she was. your are you all for favorite, her. You think I she's believe. very relatable. Currently in the race, very relatable. The favorite. I do I think, think you
3: we're gung ho on
2: uh, uh Schultz Howard Schultz. was not that? Oh yeah, <laughs> it's you and Howard or his
3: entire team. No, I'm not gung ho on him either. No,
0: but uh but Kamala, you know, she has been making the rounds mm-hmm. now that she has officially announced that she's running for president, and she was doing an interview and you know admitted to smoking pot. She said she did inhale. Uh, And she was discussing because, you know, it's very important that our president be uh, up to date on pop culture and all things, you Mm -hmm. know, pop culture references. And so they asked her what she was listening to in the background. And she said, oh, Snoop Dogg and Tupac for sure. Mm -hmm. Uh, Well, there's just a problem. Mm -hmm. Minor issue. Yeah, a little bit. She said that it was when she was in college and she graduated college in 1986 she graduated law school in 1989. Unfortunately, Tupac's first album came out in 91. Snoop's first album came out in 93.
2: So, so she discovered them early. Yeah, see, I was about wow. to say, there's, there's two scenarios here that uh, make me want to vote for her. One,
0: <laughs> You're off the show.
2: One is that she was so cool that they were hanging out with her and she was literally listening to their music wow. because she was in the inside crowd. But I think the more likely option is that Kamala Harris can time travel. Mm. And That's if that is point. the case, I will vote for her because I feel like a time-traveling president would make not only an awesome movie but also a pretty good commander.
0: That's a great point. Um, no, but this is the second time now that she has tried to throw out these these musical references. You know, she did that mood mix a while back mm-hmm. for oh, yeah. one of the, the talk that. shows, and cool. you know, the was mood just, mix? oh, was Luther Vandross Van and uh, yeah, Jimmy Fallon. Mm. Yeah, she was talking about you know what she likes to listen to uh, and what, she, and it was all just very much identity politics. Uh, And, you know, now she's got to throw in the Tupac and the Snoop Dogg. And I'm sure she laughed a whole lot when she was saying it, because that's what she does. I think she's relatable. She just, everything she says is so funny. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yes,
3: that's very much her vibe, and this is something that you and I somewhat disagree on. in that, yes. like, I actually find her to be very likable, dangerously likable, on the in those moments. Because you're right that that's a bad moment. She's basically lying about what she's mm-hmm. talking about. But she, I've watched that. Try video. try to
0: sound relatable. Right, but I've watched the video. She's not relatable. She
3: sounds she's she's laughing. They're laughing with her. It's a good time. I think she comes off pretty well in that clip.
0: Well, it's, uh, it's, it's, uh, I disagree. Uh, that's the problem,
3: I think, yeah. because I don't want her to. Come, I, I want but her to, I, to lose.
0: I wonder though if. It's it's Viewers, would you let us know? I, is this, See, the this is gender a gender thing that, like, I'm a female and I can, I can, I can sniff out females well, who are fake Women don't like women. Or, I don't know if
3: anyone knows that. Uh, women hate. I don't
0: it. have a problem oh, with her as yes, a you woman. Do. Are
3: you a woman? Then yes, you do. I mean, That's what I women hate do. a
0: lot of men too. To be <laughs> fair. Oh, you hate a lot Not of people, but you, you hate
3: all women. <laughs> That's what women do. They no. hate all other women.
0: I agree with you. Uh-huh. I agree with your point. Okay, <laughs> thank but you.
2: What I'm going to just interject one one additional point here. Is I don't think she's trying to um, make people think she's likable through pop culture. I think what she's trying to do is get ahead of being an overzealous prosecutor that was actually in favor of the drug war and a number of other things. Mm-hmm. When you look at her from like a a liberty perspective and an individual rights perspective, I think she was. Kind of over the top in terms of what right. she was doing as a prosecutor. Mixed, yeah. Yeah. I think she Mixed record. thought yeah. that that was going to help her because she's law and order, and now she's backpedaling because she's going law and order is not. Oh, help you right actually, now. you know what? I I was a reformer before. No, you weren't. Uh, but she can. But I was smoking pot, so yeah. I, I was
3: well, pro pot. I think it actually does help her in the general election if she can get there. If she, can she get there, can she yeah. yes. get through the primary yeah. with a tough prosecutor look? Probably it's going to be very difficult. I still think she has a chance. Uh, so you know, currently in the race, I think she's the favorite by a uh, significant margin. I've been working on a model that we're going to un- unveil. Of all 300 here. people, she's, uh, yes, she's yeah. got like 4% uh, <laughs> of the shared vote. Yeah, uh, I've been working on a model that we're going to put up uh, in the next few weeks uh, yeah, to, to watch who's leading and who's trailing in this presidential race because there's so much to sort out. You're right. There's so you're many things. A
0: model, you nerd. I mean, yes. I'm building one too. You are okay. very different. Mine's a Cylon. Uh, yeah.
3: Six foot two, blonde. Oh, nice, oh, cool. Um, but uh, so, but she's leading that. The initial way I've worked this out, like she's significantly ahead of, of, of Booker and Warren and Gillibrand and uh, you know Klobuchar. That that group. There's a a pretty wide gap right now between them. Um, whether she can hold that up, I mean, I think there's been, she's she's tipped her hand a little bit and shown us um, something that. Uh, was the one open question about her because I think she's, she's, she's a prosecutor. She can roll with quick punches. She seems to be pretty quick on her feet. Um, she's uh, she seem, you know, she's got a lot of the, the, the basic building box of a candidate that could win that primary. Uh, one of the questions about her is can she stand up to the pressure of uh, a national sort of magnifying glass and will she become gaffe prone? I, you know I don't know. So far, not so good. She's had two or three minor like she she tweeted another thing the other day about how the Trump tax breaks are are, are coming down. Like the uh, the the refund is lower. Now everyone on earth with any knowledge (laughs) has watched this situation knows the reason why those the refunds are lower is because the tax plan, has kept more money in people's pockets Keeping throughout the more. year. They're they're not giving tax free loans to the government for twelve yeah. months. This would is it, a positive. Now I'm hundred percent certain she knows this, mm-hmm. but she's trying to make her audience get angry about something. When again, there's so many real I things. There's, right. plenty. there's plenty. There's yeah. over four things to be mad about <laughs> yes. in America uh, right maybe now. Maybe more, four times something. Yeah. Very high. So th- the fact that she's doing that, that she's had a couple of these weird slip ups. maybe she can't stand up to this. And I think right now there's a a waiting game going on. Let's let Kamala, let's let the heat come Mm -hmm. off of her Mm -hmm. before we're, as Joe Biden or Beto or whoever else is making their decision to get in that might be able to top her. They're seeing that she's had this like white hot start and they want that to kind of fade off a little bit. And she's so far playing into that plan a little bit.
0: Yeah, speaking of white hot start, uh, that she's being criticized by her own people, by her own party. She's having to answer the question um, why did she marry a white man?
3: Oh, really? Very legitimate question. Why <laughs> right? would why I mean they're
0: asking you? the tough questions right. in this in this Democratic primary? Why did you marry a, a white man? And uh, the headline of her answer was like, "Look, I love my husband. Like, what? why do we it's have a, to explain a why we married that one? Wouldn't know, that be like that the whole, assumption? Mm-hmm. that whole
3: onion headline? <laughs> <laughs> throws me <laughs> off." I was like, was I liked thing.
0: him? Yeah. But like,
3: it does open up an interesting question, which is, why did you marry a white man? <laughs> Good point.
0: Mm. Well, folks, we got to go. Uh, anyway. <laughs> I, I did it.
3: I'm planning on running for
2: president. Okay. In 20 okay. <laughs> years.
0: Uh, all right. I, okay. I decided <laughs> over the break that I wanted to talk about Katy Perry's shoes. Okay. And mm-hmm. they pulled in the picture of the, the <laughs> horrible blackface shoe. And I looked at it, and I was like, there's a tan one? I had no idea this entire controversy, there's a damn tan one.
3: Does that make it better or worse? I, can, I actually don't know.
0: That makes the controversy worse. Okay. Why Why, would, why is the black shoe obviously representative of blackface, and you got to take the entire shoe down, when there's just as an, a, an okay. ugly white shoe right there?
3: So you're saying the controversy is actually less important. Yes. Okay, got it. I, well, I mean, I, because I, I thought... Maybe it was just a dumb face shoe and they had that color. But then when you have both of the colors next to them, I think, well, maybe she was making a statement about uh, a skin color. I don't know. I mean, it kind of looks that way when you have them both next to each other. She made a white guy and a, and a, or a black, white lady and a black lady.
0: Okay. I think but... Katy
3: Perry's
2: right <laughs> foot is racist. And yes. And Katy Perry's left okay. foot is fine.
0: So my, okay. Two, two comments on the this. The only way
2: to solve this is to amputate Katy Perry's foot. I'm <laughs> sorry, nothing else can make this better. Mm-hmm. Two
0: comments on this. Number one, <laughs> those shoes should have been removed, but only because they're ugly. They're very ugly. They are and hideous And no one shoes. should mm-hmm. ever buy them. they are
2: hideous shoes, even I know that.
0: Ever, ever, ever. Number two, I think it's actually, it, it resembles more Picasso than anything else. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, it's not, it's obviously not supposed to be representative of any real person it looks like a picasso painting (laughs) and anyone who would assume that she thinks that that looks like a black person is actually super racist and that's really offensive to say that that is representative (laughs) of a black person it looks like a picasso painting not a real person
2: I'm going to go conspiracy theory on this. Uh, I had no idea. Shocking. I had no idea Katy Perry even had a fashion line. Mm. You know what? If you wanted that's to raise awareness, what would you do? Point. You'd do something that you knew would be scuttled, and then like, oh no, we're so sorry. Like, like I don't know where it came from. It wouldn't surprise me at all if this is because this happens a lot, by the way, where people plant stories intentionally. They they yes. sow fake outrage, and then they get a bunch of free media attention. So. Do you
0: really want to be the person, though, right now, that gets accused of having anything to do with blackface? I feel like you probably want your controversy to be something else.
3: That doesn't seem like a Katy Perry angle, right? Like she might do something like you know, uh, but she's more likely to put like a gun to the head of the president on a t-shirt, right? Like, and that's her controversy. Like, I could see something of that nature. I will say this, if I may, on just I'm not a fashion uh, designer per se, but I am a thinker. If you're going to make a shoe out of someone's face, there's only one way to do it, and I have Homer Simpson slippers that do exactly this. (laughs) Which is where you put your foot in the shoe should oh, be the right. mouth. Yeah, that's true. And then when you look down at your legs, it looks They're like the foot is eating your feet yeah. and eating your that's legs. Delightful. It's really cool. It's a little fun that's time funny. for you every time you look down. Every so time you look down, a game with your legs. You laugh. I seriously will sometimes look down and laugh at my slippers because Homer's looking up at me and eating my leg. It's, a, it's a, That's the way you design. A shoe. That's a face. So
2: stupid. I, I, I mean, we, I'm yes. sure you've covered this point before, but I think that <laughs> being offended has gone from what it used to be, which was okay. I really must say something here. Yeah, to yeah. hello. I I found one. I, I found one. I have found a thing. Yeah. I'm wondering Like, and that yes. strikes yes. me as kind of that level of, of like, okay,
3: what like is everything's fixed now? I don't know. That's ah, a great okay. way of putting it, because that is that that is a change that has happened. It now becomes a moment of pride when you can uncover mm-hmm. something like this. Like some there, and Another situation where I think it was Bloomingdale's that had a shirt that yeah. said "fake news" on it. We have that. Yeah. Oh, we do. Yeah, okay. we have a picture of it. Um, and and I think it was a journalist who came out. It's like this is an absolute disgrace to journalists all over the. Stop it! It's not a. It's just a dumb shirt with yeah. a phrase that people have heard. It right. means nothing. But there's a there's a moment of pride. Like it's a personal a level of accomplishment mm-hmm. if you can find something that might offend other people yeah. and you put it out there. And like that is not something that Americans used to be proud of. And, then you, and you also, because this is on its
2: face such an absurd thing to get really worked up about, um, what you do is you connect it to some kind of cosmic truth. Where mm. it's like, No, because this is emblematic of yes. attacking journalists yes. in the same way that I, Andrew Heaton, think if you attack Star Trek, you're attacking the future. Like, you can't make fun of things <laughs> that I don't like right, right. because you're hurt. Like, yeah. ha- you have to connect it to something huge. It can't just be a tiny thing. It has to be big. That way it explains why you're awesome for pointing it out mm-hmm. and why mm. I am a bigot if I disagree with you.
0: Mm. Yeah. Great point. Uh, all right. Today's The Blaze Why comment. Uh, I think we have – we can pull that up on the screen. Stu, it's for Ooh. you. It's a question for you. Mm-hmm. Have you ever had Blenheim extra hot ginger ale? And I have to ask you this because he said if he if you don't answer, he's going to promise to keep tweeting you this for an entire It's
3: not year. just because there's a hashtag Sarah rules. That's not why you had to ask. Oh, oh look like,
0: at that. Know. I didn't see that yeah, in there. Uh, that's, huh. oh, um, that's so cool. I noticed
2: the name is Mr. Beeper's the Idiot Cat, which I quite appreciate. <laughs> I, I would be inclined to, to
3: open a message from Mr. Beeper's the Idiot Cat. <laughs> I will say I've not had it, but I'm very interested. I'm a big... Uh, Extra hot. Yeah. I, you know I've, um, I'm a big fan. First of all, I'm a big fan of the Spicy Mule, uh, which is my, one of my f- uh, favorite Af- uh, alcoholic... Uh, Beverages. What
0: do you add in there? jalapenos uh, so uh, Ginger
3: beer and something else? It's, it's, you know, well, in a typical Moscow meal would be vodka yeah. and ginger beer and a lime. But there's a few restaurants around here, because it's Texas, that they put like jalapeno or whatever else that's spicy in there. So I would oh. think that might make a very nice uh Moscow meal. Oh, I'm very interested. I'm very interested. Can, send can it you to send me. us some, Dan? Yes. Yeah. I have never I mean, seen it actually, so but I would I would be very interested to
0: try it. Yeah. Uh all right, send us some and we'll have we will have to try it on air. Mm-hmm. There you go. You're welcome. Remember, you can tweet us your questions and comments using the hashtag #TheBlazeY. Today's poll question: Would you be satisfied with a border barrier versus the originally proposed wall? Let us know at The Blaze's Twitter. That is at The Blaze What do you think?
3: Uh, I don't think anyone cares. Like this whole idea. Like, why would I don't
0: think that's an option on the Twitter poll? For those of you wondering? <laughs> no, but I, but I,
3: but the reason for that is I think like there's been this big I think. Republicans attempted to make this into an issue and say, look, we're going from a wall to a barrier. I mean, oh, we're giving all this ground. Well, there's never a point where the Democrats were like, we'd be fine with a barrier, but this guy just <laughs> continues to, to say it has to be a wall. I mean, the idea that of a physical barrier, I think, in certain areas is a very uh, good idea and can be effective. Um, so I don't, I don't think anybody on the Republican side, I don't think conservatives care like they just want they just want legal immigration to stop and they mm-hmm. a lot of them are fine with letting legal immigration increase. Justina, you know, we need to know who's coming into the country and, and well, they'll,
0: they'll give Trump yeah. a check on that particular issue look, if he doesn't build a wall.
3: Look, the world's greatest negotiator uh, had a very poor poor year uh, where he was offered 25 million, then he was offered 1.7 before the shutdown. He shut down the government for 35 days and then got 1.3. This has not been a good idea. At this point, he should just, there's, there is a time you're sitting at the table and you realize it's not time to go back up to get more chips and continue to play. He should just, you know, take his 55 miles of, of, of I believe it's the fencing, the picket fencing that's out in front of the houses at this point. That's how what we're down to. Yeah. Take it and move on to something else. Um, you know, look, continue to uh, attempt to get as much border security as you can. I think it's an important issue. Uh, but as a political issue, it's a disaster right now. He, I mean, the Democrats knew this entire time. We said this from the beginning on the show. Mm-hmm. They knew the entire time this entire shutdown thing was on Trump because he took responsibility for it at the beginning before it started. Yeah. And they knew all we have to do is wait this out and we are going to win this issue. The polls show that they were winning. Now the Republicans have bailed on it. I don't know what Trump's going to do here, but I mean, he is. It, this is one that this look, you can't win every one of them. And yeah. this is one that they did not win. I will not be satisfied at all. I believe there should
2: be a wall and a barrier and a moat and some kind of animal that also protects us in addition to drones. This is not enough. Alligators? Could
0: you, could you give us some like, suggestions of Cyborg
2: animals? alligators are what I
3: want. I want alligators that also have app integration. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So we can control them like from our homes. So yeah, we can, like, exactly. You, you could buy one you could sponsor an alligator. alligator to chase after illegal immigrants. Yeah. But again, across. I
0: okay. would so do that. Oh, wow. If, this, right. were, if, if this, were, hate, this were, honestly, you
3: hate Hispanics. That's why. If
2: this were a conversation about like, are we allowed to download apps that go into alligator brains? I would be 100% <laughs> in favor of that. Okay. Like if that were what we were staking this political battle on, I would, I would wade into that. you need new ideas. So that's one. Yeah. Right
3: there.
0: Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you guys tomorrow.